I think everyone here uh, knows that it's hard and it's difficult and it's intimidating and they've all been in those shoes and um, nobody cares if you're lifting heavy weights. Uh, they realize effort and effort is recognized, whatever that is for you. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athletes, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day -day CrossFit athletes like yourself. Yourself. And uh, today we have Martin Daly. Is it? Do we go? Are you old enough for Martin yet? Is um, yeah, at work I go by Martin. Uh, All right. Well, you're Marty. Is that how you say your last name? Daly. Daly. Yeah. Oh, no shit. You've been saying it wrong the whole time, but I'm uh, saying Daly. Yeah, but it's okay. Daly. I get it a lot. So yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't think very many people know this. Um, Marty is the reason I do CrossFit. Do you know that, Mark? News to me. I think that's being generous. Maybe the first person that talked to you about CrossFit. You were the one that introduced me to CrossFit. <laughs> so that, like that, it, it was. A, it's been a downward downward spiral ever since. So I feel like I remember doing. Uh, like trying to do handstand push-ups when you had a New Year's Eve party at that old apartment. Mm, yes. I mean, that was... Yeah, Mark, I'm sorry. There's going to be a lot of those stories. Oh, that's fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear them. The so. sad thing is now you can crush them, and I don't think I've made any progress since then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you were... I think that was uh, way back when, right after college. So, again, fill everybody in. Uh, Marty and I were roommates in college, met at the Rogers dorm. I'm sure Marty has a good story about the first time he ever saw me. I'm pretty sure that's come up before. Yeah. Um, Where, where's Rogers dorm at? It's no longer. Bowling Green. Yeah, it is no longer. Bowling Green. They had to burn it down. State University in uh, Bowling Green, Ohio. BG. Yep. Call. Yeah. Falcons. They, uh, they tore been, it down. That would have been weird if it wasn't the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Tigers. We're the Crows. <laughs> uh, so Marty, uh, Marty was living down in Louisville at the time, and I think I had – Kind of ventured into like the uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday urban active uh, that one out in Hyde Park where Mark and I mm -hmm. met uh, so long ago, and I think I was just kind of tired of it. And he had some running friends because you were running marathons and things like you're like running halves and things like yeah. that at the time. Yeah. So, and Marty, uh, he, he kind of was like, "Hey, my friends have tried this CrossFit thing," and that was the old main site was just mm -hmm. like the 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 beige and white page. Um, super fancy super fancy and I remember doing like Helen inside an urban active the one if you remember the one upstairs there was treadmills upstairs mm -hmm. yeah there was a TRX machine downstairs so I would go upstairs run 400 meters on the treadmill go downstairs and do kettlebell swings with a dumbbell and then uh, like some really I'm sure they were stellar pull-ups <laughs> so you were the weird guy I was that gym. guy like <laughs> yeah. oh what is that, that guy doing <laughs> so it's all this all this behind us is in in you and me and here it's all for marty to blame uh, marty <laughs> you would have found it one way or another yeah so um that's a, a little quick history i'm sure there's there's much much more behind it um but you are from 
quote, the city of God defines Ohio. I don't think anybody else calls it no, that. No, just, just the, yeah, the four def- friends that are going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. um, Marty's from Defiance. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about the family and everything. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I guess, uh, you know, my gr- pretty much my whole family, they're teachers, um, um, except for my father. And then my sister works in Washington, D.C. at... Um, the Smithsonian. Um, so it's kind of here, cool to hear Corolla talk about her museum stuff because yeah. it's a small community, yeah. you know? Um, so anyways, we might have um, crossed paths along the way at some point. It's very likely. Yeah. It's very likely. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, you know, my grandfather, uh, he always in athletics, right? So he, it's kind of a local f- legend, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, um, they have a track meet that's named after him. They have a, um, you know, he was very involved with the college, so there's one that's named after his name's uh, Richard Small, Dick Small. Um, <laughs> no. True. no, I can't just let. Uh, Sorry. That's what the building's called. That's true. Great Sorry. man. He's a good guy, I can tell. <laughs> He's solid. Uh, you know, tough dude. Um, you, you know, and, and, and thinking about, uh, you know, fitness and stuff, I, I definitely, I think, uh, I try to emulate him. I mean, uh, he fought in the war, right? Mm-hmm. Pelly Lou shot in the arm. Marine, tough guy. These you know? guys are just on a whole different level yep. than like people complain about low battery life on their cell phone. <laughs> yeah. This you, guy's you getting shot ask, in the war. You can ask Lauren if you go to our Netflix queue, it's all <laughs> World War II, Civil yeah. War, and like Hitler and like documentaries and mm. Civil War, World War One, and like all of it. It's just, it's like that whole genre and era of that time frame is unreal. Mm-hmm. So anyways. It's crazy. No, it's, it's, it, I definitely agree with you, Mark. It's a different yeah. level. Um, yeah, so in the case, um, I moved down here, uh, and uh, well, I guess moved to Louisville, and um, and then I just recently moved to moved to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, you were um, down in Louisville for quite some time, actually. Yeah, like I mean, ten years since we graduated college until within the last year, or less than a year. Yeah, I start. Uh, yeah, first of the year, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, so less than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will definitely say that throughout uh, us, again, kind of living together and things like that, Mario was always basically the athletic one I would definitely say I mean um, always been a runner you know always uh, ultimate frisbee so that's a whole nother I'm good at weird those. things yeah so. no value in life. <laughs> it's like uh, the trivial pursuit of fitness right <laughs> but um, no Mario's always in I, I remember a small conversation we had I don't know when it was but it was just like oh, I'm running a half tomorrow I'm like you been training for it like, no just go run it I like, what do you mean just go run it I'm like what have you been doing he's like nothing he's just, get up and wake up and go Non-training, run training plan. Yeah, I guess so. But it just goes yeah. to show that, you know, Marty's always been kind of athletic. Well, um, I, well, I gotta tell you though, man, I mean, since moving down here and seeing you and your element, I mean, you have just gone to a level that I, I didn't even know was possible to be, to be honest. I know and you're a humble <laughs> guy, so you're never going to admit that, but, um, you know, having not been close to you for a long time and now kind of seeing you you know, every week and, and the things that you you can do, it's just amazing. And I'm sitting here thinking like, what have I been doing for the past 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, thank you. So. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'll accept that. Thank you. But I, I, again, it's always that thing where you're, you're searching for, you know, what can I, what can I better myself? And I think that's how you get there um, to whatever level you're at. And again, you're the type of person that you kind of, when you move back up here uh, with Catherine and the family, it was like, like we'd stopped in your day one. You're like, Oh wow, I like this. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what we start to see with with a lot of the people who are either missing that competitive spirit because uh, again, 
frankly, after high school or college or whatever you were doing and, and kind of your real life takes over, you start to lose that and you get the into the day to day nitty gritty of just, you know, work, family, home, work, you know, and having this break here is huge for a lot of people. And that's that's been a through point for almost everybody we talk to. Yeah, I think absolutely. I like to get into uh, Marty just like, yeah. How did you, um, I know you mentioned like your grandpa kind of was an inspiration, but did you do sports in high school? Like, how did you kind of get involved with the, the marathons? Like, I feel like we jumped ahead a little bit. Like, oh. talk, talk us through how you became so passionate about maybe some fitness. Yeah, you know, I uh, did cross country um, in high school, did track, uh, pole vault, hurdles, 400. Um, again, pole vault we weird sports i'm good at weird sports that you never get to do uh, really on a day-to-day basis i can you guys jump need to get large, a pit in here yeah i can jump large there is a eight foot <laughs> hole down there we can just you know yeah. fill it in and it might hit enough, the lights though whenever you <laughs> large enough ceilings i don't know I'm pretty big back <laughs> It'll there be close yeah um so and i was all right uh at that's at, in high school uh not great decent mm-hmm. enough to fill the roster <laughs> right mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was going to do track at Bowling Green, but then uh, Title IX hit and they dropped um, men's track to equal men's and women's sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up in Ultimate Frisbee. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because uh, I was like, well, I don't, I can't do really something? do anything else. <laughs> I can't play soccer. <laughs> what is Ultimate Frisbee? Uh, you know, it's, um, I don't know how they describe it other than it's like frisbee football, right? Like you're trying to throw the disc to somebody in the end right. zone. Okay. Yeah. They, they, I've even seen them played on certain football fields. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same. It's, it's, it's big in Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 I remember we actually drove down here from Bowling Green back to Cincinnati for that one tournament. Oh. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're the only, we were the only spectators. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the whole thing is, oh my gosh. Had, you guys were so rowdy too. We had, we had signs. We were yelling. Was, that, was this at OU? Uh, was that the Halloween tournament? No, we drove to Cincinnati. Oh. Yeah, Mike and uh, okay, yeah. When we all lived in Rogers, and Mike and um, I can't remember his name now, but he lived down the hall. Was <laughs> it signs? Yeah, head signs, um, <laughs> bear hucking, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it just like a regular season game, or was it actually it like was a, a tournament? I think it was something? a tournament. Yeah, it okay. would have been a tournament. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but anyways, uh, needless to say, there's nothing but teams there, kind of cheering each other on, and then there's like the seven of us, <laughs> right. basically drunk in a field. <laughs> <Yeah. sound>. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you guys had some fun in college. Maybe you can share some stories oh, about uh, maybe some not as incriminating stories about. I'll tell you what. I mean, I got to bring it up just because it happened today. On uh, Jared's Facebook wall, there's a picture of him in a costume he made, um, which is, uh, I'll put co- it up, Cookie Monster. Up yeah. and, I sold uh, it myself. You'd like this one, Mark. You would, <laughs> I feel you like would I've like seen the Cookie picture. Monster one, but uh, maybe not this photo. But you know, like Jared always did cool stuff in in college. Like if we had like a party or somebody's birthday, he'd print off these giant murals that you'd put on the wall yeah. uh, mm. of something that kind of related to you. Uh, you know, hit the mixing box. I don't know what you call that thing. It's from DJ. DJ you DJs the, DJ party the parties. Um, what was the what was your DJ name? Uh, JB Jelly JB was Jelly. on the mug. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you guys, they, call, they started calling me that, and I don't know why. That came from that tournament. It came from the tournament. It did, man. That that ultimate frisbee tournament. That's where it started, and I don't know why. And then that just carried on for. It was probably like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> game change. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Mark. Great. Can, now for the, now the end <laughs> of time. I think all of our listeners, I think you owe it to the listeners just to, you know, keep going with this. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know what, I mean, 
like you, like you'd always make your own Halloween costumes, and it would just be kind of. I mean, we could go on for days about stupid stories. I mean, me, he made these awesome cornhole boards. He'd like like cornhole like crazy. Yep. The uh, uh, wallpapered the house with wrapping paper for the, our, Christmas our Christmas party. So literally every single room in the house was head or floor to ceiling with wrapping paper. Um, that was fun. Made an ice luge out of a recycling bin. Yeah. Uh, so he was the uh, resourceful one, yeah. To put it politely, he made everything fun, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there, it wasn't just like normal stuff. Are, are, are we allowed to talk about your your knee? Yeah, uh, uh, sure. If you can talk about yours. All right. Yeah, we can. Do that. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see, Marty. Um, this is right after we first met, and and apparently I was uh, the hard ass. Uh, oh yeah, when I when I met Jared on campus. Man, he had his headphones in. Mm. He was all like, yeah, that, yeah. Huh. you know, like mm, from Snake. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna like that guy. Yeah. It's weird that we've I, always. It's got weird. Him. I had that same first impression. Like, Seriously, I'm not gonna like this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he moved in. I then I mean, he ended up being across the hall yeah, from us. We ended up moving in across the hall from each other. And Rogers, uh, you moved in with Bear, Stephen. Yeah, Steve. Steve, uh, a shout out to you. Yeah. And I was with Jason, who Jason just had his third kid, so they now have Congrats, three. Jason. Yep. I miss you. And, um, and anyway, so we, uh, yeah, we met and we lived across the hall from each other, and Marty went out for a night of debauchery. Let's back up a little bit, though. <laughs> but how, how, how we, like, be, ended up becoming friends, because I was like, I'm not going to talk to him. He seems like a jerk. He, like, you knocked on our door, and you're like, we want to make bunk beds for more activities. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help move? And, uh, you know, I think uh, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, step um, brothers. Yeah, total step brothers. So, uh, Marty went out for a night of debauchery and came back with... I didn't even want to go out that night, by the way. It was Bear. I was like, I'm staying in. Bear's like, no, you got to come out, man. It's going to be an awesome party. <laughs> Sorry, Bear. You don't sound like that. Just how I hear you in my head. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. And, I'm uh, just bitter from the night. Marty yeah. came back with basically a, a melon on his knee. He came back. It was just swollen and, and uh, hurt. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, long story short, uh, uh, you know, we were outside. Uh, some police came. Very nice gentleman. <laughs> that person I was with started running, so I started running. And I, yeah, the, you, just, uh, you thought you were yeah. back on the uh, yeah you know, the, yeah. The, the, the track, Marty. Anyways. Marty, <laughs> just it's a race. Meg light right to the right to the knee. Kneecap. And uh, it's like Marty, a foot of snow, though. Marty got taken down and uh, came back wounded. Had his ticket in hand uh, for like hundred and eighty dollars yeah. of you know basically not not doing what he's supposed right. to do. Just a citation, thing. right? For yep. So being we uh, wow. we put Marty in a computer chair and we <laughs> wheeled him down the hall with a with like a coffee can and basically collected like hundred and eighty dollars and change that night. Because I could not pay for it for, uh, wow. for his ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was kind of the the blossoming of the friendship. Mm, that's uh, a wow. You guys a, might have a book in your future. Yeah, that was a good one. That's Flash good. forward a few years, Jarrett standing. I'm coming home. Jarrett standing in her backyard, a little distraught. How 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 many days till you turn 21? Uh, it was uh, six days. Prior, six days, I believe. And he stepped off of our grass for maybe a millisecond. Had a phone call from a uh, from a from a girlfriend and or ex girlfriend at the time, and uh, took the phone call. And our, our side yard was slanted at about 45 degrees, so you couldn't really walk on the grass. So I walked around the back of the house with a uh, cup in my hand. And literally as I step on the sidewalk and go to the backyard to take the phone call, a 
police cruiser pulls up and asks me for my ID. <laughs> and uh, I was on uh, not our property. Man, BG police did not play. Oh, he was a he was they a, were he was a townie cap. He told uh, me how amazing he was in college when he was there and the epic parties. <laughs> he was a legend. Him. Yeah, and he was basically a legend around these parts uh-huh. and then proceeded to give me a ticket uh, six days prior to my 21st birthday. That's dick so, move. So, yeah. So, Marty came. I, I walked back in, probably the saddest I've ever looked. What's going on, buddy? And uh, Having a tough day? I just held it up, and Marty said, party's over. <laughs> party's over. And it made, he made everybody leave. Oh, really? <laughs> Get yeah. out. I thought you were going to say he put, he put you in a chair and wheeled you around the party and tried to collect money. Collect money, yeah. It was, that was <laughs> a little bit more man, money than that. They're on to us. <laughs> Anyways, flash forward, we're completely different people today. Yeah, we are responsible humans. Well, we all had those yeah. college days. And as you guys were saying that, I remembered of a college party I went to with this um, one gentleman. I left before him, and uh, we were, what was it, Harry Buffalo party? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you sure. remember what those are? Anyway, uh, it was winter, winter in Cincinnati, so it was a little icy out, and supposedly he was leaving the party. It was on a second uh, second floor of a house. Comes down all the steps, like makes it down like 38 steps, no problem. The last two to get down to the sidewalk to the street, sheet of ice, lands face first. He gets back to our dorms, looks like someone from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, it was, I've never, a white walker. I mean, I thought like we're going to have to take him to the ER, but he's like, don't do it, I don't have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so he like slept it off and woke up the next day and he, just, he had no recollection of it. And it was, um, it was a sight to be seen. Everyone yeah. was taking photos. I'm sure we're, we're bringing a lot of people back. Who are actually <laughs> yeah. listening. They're probably like, well, what about my story? I do. Uh, so, so we've, we've, you've kind of, uh, yeah. we'll go a little bit more forward, uh, past some of the college stuff. Cause we could make a whole podcast. Yeah, we on could. Sure. Um, but so, oh yeah. So then I started running marathons just because I wanted some, something yeah. way to stay fit. That's how I got into marathoning. So you were like, I need a solution for fitness. So you're, you know, with your background, Hey, I can run. That's what I want to do. Exactly. And okay. like during work, um, like I could run with some buddies at lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that was literally how we got on the topic of CrossFit originally. You were you're like, Hey, these guys I work with, you know, that we run all the time together. They, that's, this is what they do for some extra kind of fitness. And I remember just falling in love immediately. Cause again, you're, you, you that was like what? 2010. It was 2009, 2009, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been. That's early days. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, it's it's almost been 10 years of of Mm -hmm. of from the first time I ever really tried a CrossFit workout by myself. And the cool thing was was, again, I I think at the time I was following like a, you know, you get your men's health subscription, you know, and you're Mm -hmm. you get oh. And blaster workout, yeah, and, sure. and you're following this at that same Urban Active you talked about. There was a big room upstairs, just yep. like wooden floor where yep. they would do the classes. Yep, I would go in there. Me and Eric, we would go in there and do like basically like the insanity, like mm-hmm. kind of like whatever they had um, for their core kind of workouts yeah. and, and stuff like that. We would go in that room for you know a couple of days a week and just kind of hit it in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think. People want to do stuff that's different, you know, ultimately. Yeah. So uh, that was the like exciting CrossFit, part for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome where you just, you know, and the intensity probably wasn't even there, but it was just something that felt different, mm-hmm. you know, and I will definitely say I, I started following kind of the main site. I would check the main site, but I'd be hitting that back button searching for something that I could do. I'm like, what the hell? Why am I yeah. going to do seven by seven deadlift? Like, right. No, let's, I can yeah. do that anytime. I want CrossFit, mm-hmm. but as it's evolved and as we start to learn, you're like, oh, that is actually CrossFit. 
Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a strength and conditioning program. It's not just always that uh, kind of boot camp style, yeah. kick my ass and, you know, I feel like I'm going to die at the end of every day. Um, that, was, that was today, though. Yeah, that was today. That, Thanks, that does, it does come with, with time. Still sweating. Um, so, obviously, you got away from, from it. Because did you continue to run... You know, within the last couple of years? No, um, man, it's the last marathon I did uh, was Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, not North Asheville. Where is that? Asheville. That's North Carolina. Is it North Carolina? Yeah. Um, at the Biltmore, had their first. And I uh, ran it with Buddy West Morris. Um, anyways, man, I thought it was south, so it was going to be warm. It was negative weather. It broke my soul. I, mm. I only race I ever walked. I hurt myself, and I never recovered. And I think before I moved up here, you know, I was kind of texting you like, this was probably two years where I just, my hamstring just never got the same. Mm-hmm. I was like, and Jared's like, I can fix that once you come in. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, and yeah, with just, you know, a couple of things and some strengthening, it didn't really helped. So I stopped pretty much just because I did so much running. That's all I did. I didn't, I didn't have a full. Yeah. You were specialized. Yeah. Kind of running. Yeah. yeah. And we're seeing more and more that, um, that specialized, you know, sport is all it's, it's, you know, starts to become negative returns. You know, if you're mm. specializing in just one thing, you have to broaden that spectrum. You know, mm-hmm. you see it with, you know, Mark trains uh, Nick and Sal, and they they play baseball, but right. but we don't. They're not training for baseball in here. <laughs> yeah, we're strength and conditioning. Yeah, you exactly. Know, ultimately, the, you know, the coaches um, should be able to coach them up on their sport specific, you know, skills and drills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll do stuff for coordination in season, off season. You know, they're out of season right now, so we're lifting a lot more weights. We're not doing as, as much. You know, they're baseball players. Their conditioning doesn't necessarily need to be phenomenal, but their conditioning, they need to have a baseline of conditioning to be able to actually strengthen condition. Yeah. You know, if you're, you know, you look at some of the, maybe the, the power lifters on some extreme, um, yeah, maybe not the ones that are professionally coached and stuff, but some people think powerlifting is like, I'm going to do one set and then I'm going to rest for 10 minutes and they get such, their aerobic capacity so low that you know, if they would just spend a little bit of time in the aerobic state, that the anaerobic would would be so much uh, faster. As far yeah. as you can do more sets and more reps. Oh, I just watched. Uh, I just watched. It was I think Blue Jays the other night, and the guy stretched out for about 15 foot leaps to catch a ball. Mm, you know, yeah. don't tell me he's not. <laughs> it was con- awesome. Don't don't tell me he's not conditioned. <laughs> was you awesome. know, and and to to Mark's point is we've had um, you know we've we've had the uh, opportunity to have some base some high school teams in here. And uh, Nick and Sal were, I don't even think they were in high school at that there point. Was, I've had them since seventh grade. Now they're sophomores. And, oh, cool, um, We've had Sal's probably about, I don't know, how, how much you think Sal weighs? Like one, 130, 135. 130. You can deadlift 225 for sets of five. Uh, it, it doesn't even seem possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff that he's doing. And from seventh grade to almost freshman year, first like almost two years I had him, we wouldn't wouldn't really even touch weights. Yeah. It was just all body weight, isometric, handstand holds, you know, all that building that that through line of fitness. And it was really their parents kind of trusting me to be like, hey, I want to continuously bring them here. Because a lot of people, if you start them down that road of like, hey, you know, I have all these weights here, but guess what? We're just going to work on ladder drills and get your coordination up and, you know, hit high intensity stuff. You can always have high intensity without weights and so on and so forth but really just getting them to a point where they can move properly before loading them especially at an early age and then now that they're kind of getting through some changes in their body you can start to load some weights but again to mark's point um or or again to basically his training 
and, and these and stick to itness of mm-hmm. these two guys is we had a high school team come in here and they're kind of oh, hot shot, they're hot shots <laughs> on the team and Nick and Sal came in and Mark put them through the same workout and these I mean we're talking these kids are eighth grade and these other kids are juniors and stuff like that in high school and they are smoking them that's cool Mark. you know yeah well smoking them like yeah at the workouts for sure but just like in ladder drills oh, like basic like two feet in two feet out on the ladder high school kids i mean they they're tripping over their own feet and so on and so forth and again obviously they progressed and and you know by the end of the camp and stuff everyone's fitness was was fairly close but sal and nick still had that amazing just baseline yeah it was just really cool to see and it just goes to show that um you know crossfit whatever you want to call it you know just mm-hmm. a base strength conditioning can be such a huge uh gain in whatever sport you're going to play yeah you know you see those high end athletes you put them in we just watched the Mayweather McGregor fight <laughs> yeah. you know right. MMA and boxing are in the same realm but they are different sports but mm-hmm. you watched a guy at the top of his game last 10 rounds against one of the best fighters of all time mm-hmm. with 3 months to prepare basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh it, you know it's like guarantee you he's got a strong baseline mm-hmm. you know i think that fills fills over to uh marty as well you know like you just talked about with all that running and stuff granted like you said hey my i've i had an injury i had to step back for a little bit i didn't really feel like i was there even then i've seen some <laughs> tremendous progress with you and you know um starting with with crossfit and anytime we do run i mean you're you're one of the best ones there and it's not like you know like you said you've been dedicating a lot of time but you've just built up such a baseline mm-hmm. to where now you're like it's kind of like for, for you know for, uh, for myself or even for Jarrett, like we all still have our movements where um, anytime that comes up in a workout, whether I've been specializing and training that specific movement, we're just like, yeah, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's probably some, some history there. So to yeah. say like, I know Jarrett's really good at double unders. Like anytime they come up in a workout, it's like, oh, watch out. You know, <laughs> it's not like he spends a bunch of time training those every day. It's just like, he's built up such a good kind of regimen with that for you running for me, some of the like deadlift stuff like that. But there's something to be said about setting expectations whenever people start at a gym. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for you, I don't know what you were expecting. What, what, what did you expect to happen whenever you started here? You know, honestly, I moved up here and um, I think originally I signed up for like a three-month membership. I, I wanted to support you and your gym. Yeah. And I'd, I'd been to your last, last gym before years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys talked about it before. It's just a completely different gym, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, I, you know, I was, even though I was familiar with CrossFit, I was still kind of intimidated by it and Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what was going on here. So, and like, you know, I've been really focused on work and I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I'm gonna have the time to get that in or whatever. Anyways, um, you know, I think, uh, once I, it didn't take long before you realized what this gym is. And a lot of these podcasts have talked about it, so I don't need to rehash all that, but, uh, it just blew away my expectations and, um, you know, made it something that I wanted to hey, do. I got a text message from Marty and he's like, sign me up for a year, <laughs> you know? And it, and that, you know, and it's, it's, it's awesome to see that not just as a friend, but just from anybody where it's like, okay, I get it. Cause there, there is that, it doesn't matter what it is. You're starting something new, you know, it, whether it's, you know, subscribing to something online that you want to have this like kind of trial period to figure out like what exactly is going on. But then, you know, once you get into it, you're like, oh, I see. You know, and it just becomes becomes a part of your life, and that's it's such a 
great and amazing group of people that come together every single day. And you're usually at that 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. time slot, which is a whole other world. Uh, you know, they're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> but, you know, you came to the 9.30 a.m. class today, and even, even from class to class, you see this different dynamic, but it's so personal. You know, mm-hmm. you see this this group of people that basically kind of hangs out together almost every single day, you know, at a minimum three to five, three to four times a week, mm-hmm. you know. So I just love seeing that and see the, the, the group of people come together that would, again, say it all the time, that would never, ever, ever hang out together outside of the, these walls, you know. But then we're going to do something on Friday and we probably all go bowling together. <laughs> it's like now we have a whole new group of friends to hang out with. Which is nice. Yeah. Especially living from coming out from Louisville, right? I don't really know anybody here. So yeah. That's cool. Oh yeah, we we get that um, a lot. People moving from all different parts of the country, and they come here, and um, you know, they it's such an easy and accessible way uh, to basically make new friends. Oh yeah. You know, um, I do want to mention. I mean, I'm still pretty much a newbie here too. I think. Yeah. I started in January. I looked up on Wattify. Mm-hmm. 71 sessions. I'm in. 72 Very good. Today. Nice. So I'm go. still pretty new oh, to sure. all this. So, you know. You know, in terms of the other people you've had kind of talk through, I'm, I'm definitely probably the shortest time in, yeah. the, in mm. the mix. Which is cool because yeah. that's it's, it's a different perspective too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take a, a very short break. I want to come back and I want to talk about uh, basically what it's like to be that new person um, versus someone who's maybe been here for three years. Right, right we'll, on. Be, we'll be right back. Dally? Am I saying that right? Nailed it. Dally. What's up guys, Coach Jared here, uh, here talking to you about uh, two great events coming up. First one is the 2017 Triumph Masters, so this is our fourth year doing this one. Uh, it's going to be a great day. We have ages 35 to 44 RX and scale divisions, then 45 and up RX and scale divisions. Some awesome prizes, we've got Rock Tape sponsoring, I believe Box Games, we've got Fit Aid, we've got Formula 2. Uh, we've got IntelliRoll, so a whole bunch of different prize packs coming out for that. It's going to be an awesome day. Uh, if you want to get signed up for that, it's 2017masters.eventzilla.net. You can kind of check that link below there. Additionally, on October 7th at Braxton Brewing Company down in Covington, we're going to be holding our kegs and kilos meet. It's going to basically be uh, from 10 till 3 or 4 in the afternoon. All day tap room is going to be awesome. Platform in the middle of the room. It's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome day. Uh, we just found out that Usaka is going to be the equipment sponsor for them. So they are also the ones in charge. Uh, they're going to be the equipment sponsor for uh, the 2020 Tokyo Games. So you can check that them out. Uh, the link below. If you want to get sign up for that, it's going to be kegsandkilos.eventzilla.net. If you have any questions, just give us a shout, and we'll make sure we answer them. Thanks. All right, and we are back. We're here with Martin Daly on the Everyday Athlete Podcast. Um, we kind of left talking a little bit about um, how Marty's kind of one of the newer um, kind of members that, that we've had on the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about what that was like um, kind of starting basically from then until now. And uh, it's kind of one of the, the, I don't say canned questions that we ask, but I'm always interested to see, like, what, what would you say to someone who's just starting out, um, being in your shoes you were at, where you're like, I was very intimidated, and you've been in athletics all your life. So we get people in here who have been sedentary for 10, 15 years, and they've never maybe even thought about doing something like this. What would, you, what would your advice be to someone like them? 
Yeah, you know, I just drill home something you guys talked about, and I think it's something you, can, you just have to keep saying over and over again. It's just, I think everyone here uh, knows that it's hard and it's difficult and it's intimidating and they've all been in those shoes and um, nobody cares if you're lifting heavy weights. Uh, they realize effort and effort is recognized, whatever that is for you. And so I think it's just, I think you have to know this is like a safe place to go where you are not going to be judged uh, by your fitness level or any other than just showing up and trying hard and, and that's all it is. Yeah, that's that's I, I love what you just yeah, said there. I love it. The uh, effort is recognized because um, you know to what degree you're going to be doing this workout today. I mean, today's workout's a perfect example. Um, you know, we're we're doing really tough four rounds, even an eight minute clock, and you're just working through these rounds as we go, and it, it's it's very mentally taxing. Um, and the class that I taught this morning, in particular, I think almost every single person in that room was doing a different version or variation of that workout. Uh, and it's not that anyone was doing working less than someone else. Mm -hmm. They're all, you know, doubled over at the end of the workout, tired <laughs> yeah. and things like that. But it's to what, at what degree and to their own ability. And we, we stress that all the time, you know, uh, toes to bar is a great one. Masters coming up, toes to bar is one where it's just, it's, it's a really tough movement to do a lot of, you know. And whenever they come up in class, what is the degree the highest degree in which you can do that safely and at the highest intensity, you know, and finding that is, is huge for people. If we can get people to recognize that I'm here right now. Okay. What's my goal? This level. Mm -hmm. And then this level. And that just goes back to timely goal setting, you know, by mm -hmm. six months from now, I want to do this. And these are the steps I'm going to take to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, well then it's just to stick to it you know, sticking to it and, yeah. and, and being consistent with it. And I think that overflows in all the parts of life whenever you think like, hey, you're judged by your effort, not by how much, you know, weight um, you can you can lift. And I, I feel like if anyone is, you know, working at a place or, you know, the whole like, hey, would you rather uh, work with, you know, this person over here that's just like a natural and everything just comes, you know, super easy to or this person that's figured out all the steps because they've put in a ton of effort and the their job to learn all the nuances as opposed to just they you know snap their fingers and everything's fixed so i feel like a lot of our people their effort in here overflows in the in the life and we're super fortunate to be able to facilitate it but you know it's it's definitely a bunch of like-minded people on and, and that's one thing I can never really express to people until they actually come in and experience the classes. Yeah. I know, especially with, with intros or, or talk or fundamentals classes or talking to somebody on the phone, they're like, you know, well, well, like what's the, if you ask like, what's the defining thing? It's like Mark says, all you just got to come and see it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you may not even get it till a week or a month in. Um, but there's something about just seeing everybody rally around the person that's struggling the most. Yeah. You know, you don't, I don't, you just don't see it anywhere else. You know, you're not, you don't see it in any, any pro sports, you know, mm -hmm. or anything like that, but you do see it at our top level, you know, even at the games at that, at that point, was it 0.0012%, you know, at the top level of those athletes, even if someone's struggling, you'll see a person who just finished first place, come back around and cheer that guy on. There's no, it doesn't happen anywhere else. It's unreal. And, that means a lot to me personally when, I mean, you know, a lot of times <laughs> this is the, the only part of your day where somebody is rooting for you, right? Mm. 
everybody else trying to kick you. <laughs> I know. Like life, life in yeah. general, you know, life in general is just trying to beat you down. And, and for whatever reason within these walls, uh, in, in a lot of CrossFit, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's just us. It happens all over the country, but you know, and someone is just rooting for you and, and truly, you know, caring for your well being. It's like, wow, that's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really is. It really is. Um, so you moved up here for uh, kind of a new job, mm. right? Mm. Um, has, because you were in a different kind of field, correct? Down in, down in Louisville? Well, yeah. Um, I was uh, like in, I've always been like in finance slash consulting. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of, I'm still in the same realm, uh, but different industries, healthcare, and now I'm in the uh, candy world, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I support a business that, uh, our business that's out of Canada. Canada. Yeah. So do you see, because we, we talked a little bit with Chris Dreyer about this and he, when he kind of changed jobs and have you noticed a, a difference in, I don't want to say well-being, but, um, you know, we see people who are unhappy with the job and, and it makes, you know, this time here almost more stressful. Do you see any correlation between, you know, your daily life coming in here? Um, it, yeah, I'm trying, to I'm trying to figure out. The, I know where you're going. It, it has, um, in terms of like, I feel like I'm not the most talented person in a lot of ways, but you know, just through pure effort, I can compete like, you know, you guys know that, but yeah. And so like for work, I was always the first one and the last one out. Cause I, cause that's what I thought I wanted had to, had to do. Yeah. And, um, and I always had the excuse, well, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do the hour CrossFit class. So now I prioritize that and I still get my work done. Right. I'm still acknowledged for having a good product. And it's just, you just have to take charge of your life. I think that's what I've finally done is taking charge of my life and put this as a priority. And shout out to my wife who watches, you know, our two year old in the morning so that I can go to the gym, having a good support system at home. I mean, I couldn't do this without her. So that's what's changed for me at job wise is just no, just being confident in myself that I can, I, I can do both. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Cause that's it. having those priorities set is, is huge, you know, and, and it really comes down to like, Oh, I can fit this into, you know, a busy schedule. And again, it does come in, come into yeah. play with, you know, your, your, your network that you're relying on to kind of help you mm -hmm. do said thing. But it, it doesn't matter what it is. It, you know, I could have been here at the five thirty class, you know, yeah. and I'd co I could coach six thirty, but I said, no, I'm going to take that extra hour of sleep. You know, sometimes you need it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just pure. I don't want to go in, you know, but mm -hmm. I think when you make it that priority and you make it a lifestyle choice, then you get to see those, those little getting up that extra hour earlier, getting up that 15 minutes early, not hitting that snooze button. It doesn't seem like anything, you know, mm -hmm. at the time being, and it's way easier to make that other decision. Uh, you know, that hitting that snooze button or having that little extra piece of cake, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But two, five, ten years down the road, and people go, Oh, you just do everything so natural to you. <laughs> like it, you know, mm -hmm. everything comes. No, it was those very <laughs> small choices along the way. And it's something that even even in all of our, our dumb college adventures, you know, it's something I've always noticed about you. You know, it would I'd be in the room blaring music. Marty come over and knock on the door and ask to turn some music down because he's studying. You know, mm -hmm. and those are the choices that he made a long time ago that has gotten him to where he is today. You yeah. know, and it's it's always just been impressive to see. Thanks, man. I think it's in everybody. You know, ultimately, mm -hmm. it's just doing it. You know, um, 
I love it, as you said, taking control of your life. And I think one of the things that, you know, we're, we're seeing, we're living through this revolution of social media right now. And, and this, you know, if, if someone found this podcast on iTunes, there's, I don't know, 20,000 different choices or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That could be way more. Anyway, there's a lot of choices out there. There's a lot of choices for, for fitness. But I think the you know, and then within those fitness programs, there's a lot of different programs, you know, whether it's how you're programming your, your CrossFit workouts, so on and so forth. We, uh, you know, switch it every day, obviously. Every, every day is something different. There's something to be said about making a decision and then going after it. So, like, you made a decision, like, hey, I'm going to make this priority, and then you didn't, like, half-ass it. You, like, went after it, and you had communication with your wife that, like, hey, look, this is something I want to do. Do you support it? And she supported your decision. You made it, and now you're reaping the benefits of, you know, having a healthier life and, and longevity. So I feel like just so many people get caught up in just not making a decision, and then even when they do that, it's like, well, I don't know. This is harder I, than I, I was, thought it was. Yeah, I was talking to Jared about it earlier. It's like looking for a house right now. It's like back in the day, you might have had like three choices <laughs> that you could actually see. Because you were driving around. Exactly. <laughs> and now, was for sale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now it's it's almost overwhelming. I mean, with all the different, you know, there's 10 different websites to look at houses. And granted, there's a lot of them that are on each one. But, you know, it's, it's it, anyway, it's just making the decision and then sticking to it. And I feel like just so many people get caught up in, they're afraid to make the wrong decision. So they never make, they mm-hmm. never decide. Well, mm-hmm. the, the other side of that too is, is make a decision and then switching decisions, you know, yeah. because they haven't seen these instant results or they haven't, again, it goes back to the kind of instant gratification thing that everyone's kind of used to, you know, we mm-hmm. can, we can Google and figure out any answer that we want right now. And like, mm-hmm. whereas we used to have to get, remember encyclopedia, Britannica. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, that was where you My went dad and got answers. Those. Yeah. Oh. But, <laughs> shout out, Dad. But, you know, uh, for easy, real easy one is, you know, it's like you, we see people, it's a lot, a lot where it's like, oh, I'm doing this programming now. Oh, it didn't work. I'm going to switch to this programming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch to this programming. Or, you know, um, diets or whatever you want to call it. How to get, how to lose weight is if you want to lose weight, you're at a calorie deficit for a long period of time. If you want to gain weight, you're at a calorie surplus for a long period of time. If you want to get stronger, you, you know, do the big three for, you know, a year straight, mm-hmm. you know, but people who can't see, don't have that broad spectrum uh, it, of how to actually, I can't see myself from day one to day 365. I see mm-hmm. myself from day one to day 30. Well, it didn't work, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's a, it's a huge, I don't want to say problem, but it's, it's a problem. It, it is a problem, mm, it's a problem. but, but it's one that, that we battle. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like I'm in this for the long game, you know, mm-hmm. if you know that, what, why I was excited about when you said like, I want to, I want to join mm. basically permanently instead of this three month contract. And it's like, awesome. Cause I'm playing the long game, you know, and, yeah. and you're at this point, you're, you're playing mm. for your family, you're playing for your daughter, you're playing for your wife, you know, and it's not just like Marty's trying to get a six pack. Yeah. Which. You know, it wouldn't be that you know, it's not hard for Marty to do. <laughs> get a flex. I, I just want to kind of dig in that a little further. I mean, it's and I'm not an everyday guy. I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm in here every day. You know, when I started out, I, I could get in here a couple of days and you just kind of slowly tweak your life to, to make it in and try to get it in some more. And I, the key thing is, is you're going to fall off the track. You're not you're going to fall away from your goal because things are going to get busy. It's just the getting back on to that. 
all right, I made this commitment. I've fallen off track. I'm going to give myself some grace here and mm-hmm. say, hey, I can. All I can do is try to get back into the swing of things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think it's important to you know, kind of like you just said there, especially when it comes to fitness. And I know, you know, unfairly biased just because you know, obviously this is a profession I've chose, so I know a little bit about just how to form workouts or whatever. But having a plan B, so it's like, mm. you know, one of the things we try to do here is eliminate excuses. So we have our 15 minute trainers, so on and so forth. And when, you know, maybe you can't make it to the gym for, let's just say a week straight. What did you do physical in that, in that week? You know, especially if you're traveling, you know, sleeping in a hotel, mm-hmm. you don't need much room to do five minutes of burpees. It's just wanting to do that and prioritizing like, hey, you know what, uh, you know, and again, is, is it choosing to see the negative? Like, oh, I don't have, you know, all the, at, at, at Triumph, they're doing power cleans and, you know, pull-ups. I don't have a pull-up bar. I don't have a barbell. That doesn't matter. Like, get your heart rate up or, you know, hold a, hold a max, max effort plank or yep. max effort handstand. So it's, it's having the, back, the backup mm-hmm. plan. So it's just, it's just having a plan in place. And I get it. People are busy. You know, uh, one guy just started, he's as busy as they come, but he says, every time that I take my son to soccer practice, you know, he's like, I can only probably come two, three days a week. I said, that's a start. We'll get you Mm -hmm. to four or five. Because kind of like you said, you're going to eventually find out ways to do it. But even when he's not here, he's like, every time I take my son to soccer practice, I'll go, you know, they have a hill there. I'll do some hill sprints. I'm like, that's awesome man mm-hmm. so here's what i want you to do do a hill sprint and then hit some burpees at the top he's like i don't want to do that i was like well i know you don't want to do it <laughs> yeah, nobody but does. it's going to make you better and it's yeah. not going to just like you're not going to just be in one kind of uh um you know mono kind of structural type movement the whole time you can yeah. you can vary it up so it's just really having a plan plan b i feel like because you know again you can have this perfect plan for 365 days of fitness inevitably stuff's going to come up you know, whether it's an injury or a family or whatever it is, it's got to come up like, what are you doing? Like, hopefully, you know, through um, an investment in your fitness through us, you're actually learning stuff to kind of do on your own. Or, by the way, as we just mentioned, Google, YouTube. I mean, it's a powerful yeah. thing if you use it correctly as opposed to just, I'm going to say it's a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can either work for it's, you it's, it's or a rabbit hole. It. Yeah. yeah. It's a rabbit hole if you let it. So no, it's fantastic. I'm watching top 10 everything. <laughs> yeah. Top 10 knockouts, the top 10 cakes. It was weird. It's a weird <laughs> rabbit hole to go down. Um, so I, uh, I know we've got, we've got to kind of wrap things up here shortly. Uh, we always like to end, uh, with, with a pretty broad question and we've gotten all different types of answers and I just love to hear what people, where their mind kind of goes. And, uh, so we always wonder what is your, your definition of fitness? Um, you know, I think it's, it's a mindset and, you know, I kind of bring it back to my grandfather, um, you know, started out, I mean, that was his whole life. He was, a like I said, coach track, everything, you know, and, and even to like the last days, um, where he's like doing breathing treatments, he made a game out of that. Right. So I think it's just a, um, you know, through your life, you have to just kind of adopt fitness needs to be part of my life in some kind of way. And I'm going to be at different levels of that throughout my life. And, you know, even, you know, to the, to the last there's, it's always going to be important. And so I think it's just a mindset, um, of, of, of that. Yeah. Way more, um, it's just as much mental as it is physical. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, awesome, Marty. I really do appreciate you coming on, and um, I'm sure you'll now get questions uh, more about the fact that everybody knows that we were uh, living together, and you know, have, <laughs> you have you have a lot of dirt on me. So <laughs> we'll uh, get get everybody your email, and you can send <laughs> out. Is, is there two L? <laughs> Silent J. Dally. Awesome. Thank you, guys. This is great. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you for Marty. listening to uh, Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks again.